Hey friend, I'm Beth Ann Schwamberger, host of the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. This show is all about brilliant women, just like you, who are growing their businesses in the margins. You're juggling nap time and work time, wiping up messes with writing blogs, and I don't believe you need big, impressive numbers or shiny accolades behind your name to be brilliant. This show is about realistic, doable strategies that will work for you and your business right where you are. Big and little wins are celebrated here, and every single one of my listeners is a big deal in my book. Grab your coffee, and maybe the laundry, and be encouraged by business mamas who'll make working in the margins just a little more fun. So today on the show, I'm so excited to welcome Heather O'Donnell of happyhumblehome.com and kindergartenreadyskills.com. Heather is doing amazing things in the online space. I'm actually one of her happy customers as well. So Heather, I'm just so excited to chat with you about the new products you've created and how you've grown. So excited to be here. Thank you. So I'd love to hear a little more about how you you know, started your first blog or business online? Okay. So I started happyhumblehome.com four and a half years ago. I was just trying to figure out how to afford to be a stay-at-home mom. And I started doing all the blogging things. So I was pumping out content and pinning like crazy and just trying to build my traffic. And I still wasn't like really sure how exactly to make money online. I was just trying to figure it out as I went. So I did that for a long time, like four years just on that business. Eventually I made some small products. I grew my email list slowly and I just did mostly everything organic there. So that was, I guess the biggest thing I did to grow my income over there is that eventually I grew my traffic enough to qualify for Mediavine. And my biggest month organically was like, a thousand dollars profit. And I was so excited by that. Like yeah. that was just the the best I could do that way. So I joined your Facebook ads incentive with two of my very best blogging friends, Aaron and Maury. Aaron of Notice the Little Things and Maury of the American Patriot. And I was excited to try Facebook ads because I had kind of dabbled with them in the past, but I had no idea what I was doing. And it just felt like really overwhelming and scary to actually pay to make money with all the like organic stuff that I had tried before. It was so much work, but it was just a time commitment. So I felt like the only thing I had to lose was my time. And now that I actually had money to lose, it was really scary. So I've always had this philosophy in my business that I only put into it what I make. So I never invested besides like the very first time I set up my website, I never invested any of my own money. I just invested back whatever I made for my business. Okay. That's, I think that's an interesting strategy. And it's like, that definitely protects you from what I see on the other side, which is people who are like, they're buying every course, they're doing everything. And then like, they're going years and being like, "Uh oh, I never have any profits, you know, because yeah, you can definitely go overboard with the business spending. Yes. And I was terrified of that because I'm kind of a frugal person in real life. And I just didn't want to put myself where I was like using all my family's money to grow this business. And I should mention that Happy Humble Home is a personal finance blog. So I was writing about how to save money and I wanted to do that in practice with my business too. Yeah. You're like, you're being so authentic, I think, which is, yeah, I think that's wonderful. So Maury, Aaron, and I started the Facebook ads intensive together. 
And I was so excited to have this path. I was so like motivated at that point, but I was pregnant. And I, around like week three, I started to feel like garbage with my pregnancy. And I was just kind of burnt out on that business, to be honest. Like I didn't even realize it until I'm looking back now at it. I was just kind of trying to do all the things and it just got to be too much with my pregnancy and everything. So if you were giving grades for the intensive, I would have flunked out. Like I just stopped doing the assignments and I just, you know, I didn't, I, I listened to a few more lessons, but I didn't complete anything else. And I just kind of gave up on ads. And then I gave myself a very, very long maternity leave and I just kind of took a break. So the only thing I did to stay connected to that was to keep talking to my blog friends. And I heard that they were having some success with ads. And so I kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, hmm, I know I want to revisit this again in the future, but it's just not the right time for me. So fast forward to the summer of 2020, I, you know, COVID had happened. I had a three month old and I was feeling like I wanted to get back into business, but I wasn't really sure how I wanted to do it. And I knew I didn't want to write about money anymore. I was just like, I wasn't living my budgeting advice at that point. My main thing was a grocery budget challenge and I was getting my groceries delivered because of COVID. So I just didn't feel like I could write about that. So at the same time, so many people were learning from home and confused about how to do it. And my background is as a kindergarten teacher. And I just had this overwhelming feeling like I want to take everyone's kid into my house and help them teach them. But of course I couldn't do that because COVID. (laughs) So I, my, the wheels were turning. I was trying to figure out how can I help these families and do it with a business, even though my business is like so disconnected from what I want to do. And I started with an Instagram account. I created at kindergarten readiness, and I just started sharing tips and ideas for teaching your child and preparing them for kindergarten. So it was geared towards preschool at home. And in doing that, I really connected with the members of that community. I had moms reaching out to me saying, I'm trying to teach my child. I am so overwhelmed. Can you tell me what to do? Can you help me? And I was like, yes, I can. So there were a lot of direct messages back and forth and it got to be a little bit too much. And then I was like, hmm, have to do something else. So I started thinking about their felt needs and connecting that to products that I could make for them. Because even though I was kind of starting over, I was bringing my four and a half years of business experience to this new business. Yeah. It wasn't like a fresh start. Like I kind of knew what to do. So I was thinking about products to create. And the biggest thing I kept hearing was, I don't know what to teach my child. And I was like, okay, well, I'll create like some kind of guide that tells moms what they should teach their kids. So I wrote this guide. I wrote like 40 pages of this guide. And then I realized no one wants to read this. This should be a course. Like this should be something big. And I just put that on the back burner after spending like a month on it. I was like, "Hmm, I'll come to that later. I'm not ready for that right now. And now I have this guide that I can come back to later and make a giant course out of it. So I was like, hmm, I need something else. I need a tripwire product. And I was like, I just want to make the most obvious thing that everyone knows they have to teach their child. And that was the alphabet. So um, 
There is, there's no argument over that. Like everybody agrees <laughs> learning the alphabet is important. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, everyone knows that I don't have to explain to them. So I was just trying to create something I can use for a small tripwire. But this always happens to me where it becomes something like so much bigger. So I just wanted to make like, I don't know, 50 pages of alphabet activities. And then it became this gigantic thing. So what I created is the Ultimate Alphabet Learning Kit. And it is 520 pages. There are 20 pages for each letter. There is a 20-page starter guide. It gives you everything that you could ever need to know about teaching your child alphabet. I tell you how to move your pencil to write the letter. I tell you how to move your mouth to make that letter sound. Like I walk you through it bit by bit because it's, it's not, it's not geared towards teachers. It's geared towards moms who know their letters, of course, but like don't know how to teach it necessarily. Right. So it was just the closest thing that I could get to holding their hand and guiding them through it. So it was great, but it wasn't perfect for a tripwire. And I, I was kind of confused where to go from there. So of course I went to my blog friends and I talked to them and I was like, what should I really do with this? And Erin mentioned to me that she had tried some direct sales ads. I was like, well, maybe I could do that. So I went back to your ads intensive and because you so generously let your past students go into the, the lessons. So I, I couldn't do it live with you, but I could watch your lessons and implement it in real time as I was going through it. So, yeah. which, okay. I, I have to say too, I tell everyone about you because I have every round, there are students like you, you're, which FYI, you're not, a, you didn't flunk out. <laughs> I view it as like, you deferred, you deferred really actively going through the course until a later date kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like every round I have students like that and, and they somehow, they decide in their heads that like, oh, because I missed the live version, like I missed my chance. Oh no, I can't be successful with ads. And I'm always trying to tell them like, no, 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 no. Yes, the live stuff is great. Yeah, I'll give you that. But no, 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 no. I have students just like you who go back later and because you're getting the most, whatever was my most recent round, you know, you guys get the you know, my students get the replays and whatever are the new resources and new guidelines. And so, yeah, the the tools are still there. So anyways. And that was so helpful as I was setting them up to see what had changed. So even what I knew had changed and it was, it had been almost a year. Yeah. And Facebook changes so often. So to see like the most updated information, as I was setting up my ads in real time and to really be able to like apply it as I went through was so helpful. So we had talked about this idea me and Maury and Aaron had talked about this idea of failing fast and just trying quickly what would work and going from there. So I just wanted information. I just wanted to know, will people buy this thing? Is this even a product that will work or should I pivot again? So I set up six ad campaigns. $20 a day, six different audiences. And one thing that was really cool is that since I started with that Instagram account, I could use that to create a lookalike audience in my Facebook campaign. So that was like, even though I didn't have an email list and I was starting from scratch, at least I had that. So I created these six campaigns. I was like, I'm going to do it for one day. And if no one buys, I give up, but I'll just like make tweaks as I need to. And then they started selling like 
better than I had ever sold anything. And I was like, I think I might be onto something here. Like this might be what I need to do. And then I was able to like take those campaigns and keep going through the lessons and the ads intensive to figure out like, where do I go from here? Because people are buying this, but what do I do? And that was just so helpful to me to be able to like scale them and test things with your, I don't even want to say course, but this amazing thing that you created and use that to get my product out there. Yeah. I've just been so excited, you know, hearing how your ads are going and hearing your results. Before we get to that, I want to point out a few things that I really love about what you did, which is number one, you picked a product that solves a very big felt need happening right now, which is, you know, for so many moms, I mean, they're doing schooling at home regardless, but, you know, I feel like preschools even more so than like the main public schools are getting closed down because it's more of a, well, this is, we don't have to have this. Right. And so Mm -hmm. those preschoolers are, are left with less options. And so they're at home with mom and, yeah. So you, you saw that this was happening that even, and, and again, not that, I mean, okay. So my son Levi, he has been able to still go to preschool this year, but I still am wanting to work with him on all of this at home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that's number one, you, you saw this need that, yeah, every parent has this stage with their kids where they need to teach them the alphabet. And then that's the other point is number two, like you said, you pick something that is universally accepted as, yep, this is important. You know what I mean? I see this happen sometimes with people where they pick it. It's almost like because they want to be so different than all the other products out there, they kind of go way off in left field because they're like, oh, well, there's already all these alphabet things and already number. And and so then they're choosing something that's like, well, yeah, but everybody does not universally agree that what you're offering over here is like important, you know, and that can be a really hard thing to convince someone, Hey, why don't you fork out some money for this thing that you're not really convinced is all that important, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. I'll see that sometimes with my students where it's like, okay, I think we might need to back this up because you have to make sure you're really helping to solve someone's problem, that this is actually an issue that they are willing to to put down some money for. So I love that you did that. But then the third thing you did, well, there's even more. I'm probably going to have more, more than three points. (laughs) But number three is that you were still able to differentiate yourself because of your expertise, your experience as a kindergarten teacher. So like, this is another thing I want people to understand is there could be thousands of alphabet resources out there. There is still a way to differentiate yourself in the marketplace, show how you're different and show how you're better. And so I just want every business owner, like, please listen to that. Please think, think, think very carefully through how your product's different and how it's better than everybody else's. And I think sometimes for women, I think that's hard to do. We want to be like diplomatic, like, well, everybody's thing is so great. It's like, no, 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 no. You're marketing. You're asking people to hand you their money. They need to be convinced that your option is, is the best one for them, that it's the right fit for them. And 
I just remember looking at your sales page going, oh, this is really smart. Like you, you mentioned your kindergarten teacher experience and you mentioned the mistaken ways and methods that other people teach the alphabet that aren't correct. And to me, that was a light bulb moment of the minute you're like, okay, here's what other people are teaching you. Uh, 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 this is not good. And here's how I'm different. I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, I just, it got me pumped up and I'm like, that's, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm not surprised that it sold so well. So immediately because of all those points, you know what I mean? Like you, you checked all the boxes and people were clear that you were the expert, you knew what you were doing and you were going to be the best, you know, resource for them. Thank you for that. Yeah. I made the most of the Q&A section on my sales page for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think was so interesting is you mentioned how enormous your product was. Like you really, you tried to, or you did check all the boxes with like every aspect of the alphabet as, as far as the resources and the teaching. I think you said it's over 500 pages. Yeah. 520. Okay. Tell everyone how much you're charging for your resource. So right now I'm charging $19 and I'm running that as a one day sale cookied ad. So it does redirect to a full price page, which is $49. And this thing is so worth $49. Like if you buy it full price, you are absolutely getting your money's worth. But I'm running it as a one day sales ad with a cookie for 24 hours at $19. And I think I'm going to experiment with that pricing though, because it is like such an amazing deal. I think I can very fairly run a $27 sales Mm -hmm. ad with that. And I I think I will be moving towards that as I add in more products, because then they will have the option to buy multiple things for less where they're getting more and, and things will cost less individually. What I want to do is run an ad. And this is what I'm working on now. I want to run an ad for my alphabet kit at $27. And then you would have the option to buy the alphabet kit and my new numbers kit, which is coming soon for 29 together or 39 together. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Okay. So here's, here's what I think is so neat though, about your $19 price point is you're making a hefty profit off of your ads at 19 bucks. I am. And do you, do you even have like an order bump or an upsell currently? I have a $9 upsell, which is converting like crazy. And that is like a massive product too. So I didn't go out and create an upsell, but a few years ago, I spent a month making a teachers pay teachers web. I don't know, shop for, I was just like, wanted to work on that and take a a second away from my business. So I did that for some reason. So I have these kind of like educational activities that I could pull from because I made them and I just grabbed a ton of those and made them an upsell. I didn't create anything like new and different for that. And I, as I go here, I'm going to create more products and I'll have a better upsell, but I wanted to have something. So I just put that in as a $9 upsell and I've made $2,000 just from that upsell. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, you said it's It's $9. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I want people to consider. I hear a lot of instructors to basically say, you know, don't undercharge, don't undersell yourself. 
And they'll always, here's what they love to do. They'll do this math of like, well, imagine if you sold 10 products at $19, you're only going to make $190. But if you sold those same 10 products for $100, you're going to make $1,000, which completely ignores all these different details. It's like those same 10 people that were willing to pay you $19 who just literally found you today within their Facebook or Instagram feed are not going to pay you $100. Like it doesn't work that way. And so I get so frustrated at that mindset and mentality because here's the truth. Your product is worth a lot. I mean, it's worth more than a hundred dollars. It's worth, it's worth a ton. I mean, it's your years of experience. It's amazing, but we have to price our products at what the market will bear and not what we think they're worth, even if we're correct. Like I think most of us are correct in our assessment. Now, occasionally we get it wrong. We think our thing is total gold and everybody else is like, "Mm, I don't know, you know, but a lot of times the women that I, you know, see and teach and work with, I'm like, oh yeah, your, your products really are worth more than that price point. But the difference is that, I mean, honestly, the market decides, you know? And so it's been really interesting to see how many students I have who make the most profit at that $19 price point. Or like you're saying, they'll do that plus the order bump, or they'll do a two-tiered offer, in which case you could have a 19 and then a higher price point. And then oftentimes that higher price point will start to you know, convert more. But I just want everyone listening to understand that, yes, you, you worked really hard on your products and they're worth a ton, but you need to be willing to make whatever decisions actually bring you the most profit in your business, allow you to serve you know, the right customers and actually earn new customers, you know, like they're they're, at a certain point, we have to kind of disconnect from what we think and see what the market, you know, has to say, which, which is exactly what you've done. And the fact that now you're like, okay, I might test different price points. I might test positioning things a different way, offering different things. And that's amazing. But I know that you're going to be making decisions based on the data and not based on, you know, well, I feel, I really feel <laughs> this product is worth the time. And it, and it is, again, I'm, I'm agreeing with that, you know, that sentiment. But anyways, all that to say, just everyone out there, don't believe this nonsense that basically says, oh, the best and fastest and easiest way to make money online is to have some really big expensive course. That is, that's one way. That's one way to to make money online. And I have a big expensive course, so I'm not dogging on that, but it's like, that's just one strategy. So anyway. Absolutely. And pricing is like the hardest thing in online business, right? Figuring that out. But I knew that this would be my entry point product. Like I will have a bigger product that will cost more money and deliver tremendous value. Also, I'm not there yet, but that's where I'm going. And I can see that path. And this is how you're going to meet me and yeah. know that what I give you is worth what you're spending on it. Yeah. And, and so much more so. Yes, exactly. I love that you're still viewing it, even though you're making such a great profit on this upfront. Yeah, it's your entry level product, and you're going to have more amazing things to offer these customers. And like you said, I mean, once they see how incredible that this first product is from you, they're ready. They're raising their hands for that next thing. And then they're ready to pay a hundred, 200, like whatever it is, you know what I mean? For the, the bigger course, the bigger program. 
I mean, yeah, because I, I know in my own business, it's like people don't just meet me and then the next day be like, let me pay you a ton and spend all this time in your ads intensive. Like normally it's a process of they've bought some, a smaller product from me or they've been, I don't know, learning from me or consuming my content in some capacity for a long time. And so I've, you know, yeah, we, we basically have to prove ourselves to people. Like I promise I, I have good things to teach you, you know? Yeah. Okay. So Heather, you mentioned that once you got your ads up and running for this product, did you see sales like on day one of setting up those campaigns? I did. And that was so reassuring that I was on the right path because I know one of the things you, you teach us is to like, hold on and see what happens. But that's so hard when you're, you're just getting started and you're not sure because no one had bought my product before I started running ads. I didn't launch it to a list. I didn't have anyone to sell it to organically. I just put it out there. So I did have sales on day one. I did. I had, I think, 10 sales on day one, and I was thrilled with that. Yeah, that's amazing. Some people work crazy hard, build up an organic audience, launch their product to the audience, and then they still only have 10 sales on day one. And so you were just like, no, let me just like fire up some Facebook ads and see what everybody has to say about this. So yeah, I just love it. Okay. So do you mind sharing some of the numbers? I know it's only been what, a couple months since you've been- 10 weeks. 10 10 weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. So it's been 10 weeks since you've been selling this product with ads. Do you mind sharing some of those stats? Like how many new customers have you earned- And because everyone's going to want to know this because a lot of moms are very budget conscious like you are. They want to know how much are you spending on your ads? (laughs) So I am spending a lot on my ads, but I don't feel like I am because I'm just putting the, the money that I'm making from ads back into ads. So the only money of my own that I put into my ads was the first $120. And then since there, I've just been reinvesting what I've made. Yeah. So some numbers that I'm really excited about. First of all, my email list. With Happy Humble Home, it took me four years to hit 5,000 subscribers organically. Like, And I was so thrilled about that. But four years for 5,000 subscribers. It's been 10 weeks, Bethany and I have 6,000 subscribers on my new email list. Your new one, yeah. So these are 6,000 totally new. Totally new. New, yeah, your new business, your new brand. In 10 weeks? Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's hard to like not be addicted to Facebook ads when you hear stuff like this. Right. I mean, again, we're, listen, I don't want anyone who listens to like all my wonderful students to think that this is easy. Like, you know, you did all, you're like, "Mm -mm." you know, there's a ton of time and research and planning and learning that goes in before you're like setting up those first campaigns. But still, I'm sorry, but it's like, it's addicting when you can. Absolutely. And it's so much more fun doing it this way when you're making money along the way than spinning your wheels and pinning and pinning and pinning and yeah, not making money doing it. Right. I think for anyone who's an impatient human being, honestly, ads are a better way to go because that was my struggle with organic traffic. I'm like, okay, I understand the principles. I know I can just keep pinning and pinning and create more blog content. I know I could figure out Google and SEO. I'm like, but I literally will not know what's truly working or not working until months down the road or maybe a year down the road. And that is like painful to me. 
And I understand that there's some people who like, they have such a knack for it that they get to that point where they kind of know as they're writing a blog post, like, oh yeah, this one's going to rank well, this one's going to do well. But again, I think it takes a couple of years to kind of get to that point for a lot of people. And I'm just like, I don't have the patience for this. I just really want to put my products out there and see, do you like it? Do you not like it? And then like literally day to day, you can see what the data shows you and you can tweak things. So it's just, it's a lot faster that you're getting feedback. Absolutely. That's why this time around, I have not even written a blog post about education. I might've done one. Like I haven't even, that is on the back burner. Someday I'll get to it. Not right now. Yeah. You know, we're like, um, what am I trying to say? We are like the rebel radical faction of the blogging community right now. (laughs) We're like, don't blog, just create a product, run ads to it. Blogging is secondary. It's like, it just flips the head on the entire thing, which, okay. I, I will say really quickly. I know for a lot of people, when they first start their blog, it's like, they don't really know, okay, what am I an expert at? What do I want to be known for? What do I want to help people with? So I do think for those people, there's some great learning that comes from blogging. You start to figure out what do you enjoy? What is your audience really responding to all of that? But for someone like you and, and okay. And again, like you mentioned, you had years of experience blogging. So it's not like when you started this, that you woke up one day and this was your first rodeo. This wasn't your first rodeo. Right. Totally. Um, Yeah. But I do still think like, because you already brought that expertise and, and everything to the table, you also could have done this, you know, earlier potentially. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that same principle could have worked where in your case, you know how to help parents teach their kids the alphabet. And so, yeah, just create the product they need and, and market it to them. So definitely. Yeah. But this way is so much more fun because you get to make money. So, (laughs) so with my Facebook ads to my $19 product with a $9 order bump, I've made just under $20,000 in 10 weeks. That's more than I made in four and a half years of my whole other business all put together in 10 weeks, Beth here. It's amazing. Like if I could hug you through the screen for helping me through this. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm so proud of you for like picking all of this back up, for not counting yourself out simply because you didn't feel great during the live. Well, more than just, yeah, that's an understatement. I mean, you, I, I know what it's like <laughs> that first trimester pregnancy. I, yeah, like sometimes it's bad, right? It can be really bad. So anyways, I, I want to hug you too, because you picked this back up and you, gave it your all. And yeah, it's totally paying off. So I'm absolutely spending money on ads. My total revenue is just under 50,000. So that's, that's more than half. And that's even though my return on ad spend is over two. I've tested out so many things that I lost a little money along the way, but I had it to lose because I made it first. Right. So I spent almost $30,000 on ads, but it's not my money. It's, it's just like the money that's coming in being recycled back to ads. I'm not taking 30,000 out of my bank account to put towards ads. I would never do that, you know? Yeah. So when someone's like, what are you spending on ads? Well, I just take my revenue and subtract my ad cost. And that's, that's what I made that day. I'm not even counting the money that went towards ads. Yeah, I agree. I do the same thing every day. I'm looking at 
my digital product dashboard for the product that I'm specifically selling with ads. I look at that dashboard and then I look at my ad spend and I'm calculating the difference. And so to me, yeah, I'm saying that's what I made today. It doesn't matter if it says, oh, you made you know, 1500 bucks today. If I spent 800 on ads, then I'm saying, nope, I, I made 700 today, you know? So it's, yeah, I, I think it's good to make sure we keep that in mind. But like, like you said, in 10 weeks, you have $20,000 that is yours. That is your profit. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's like, that's incredible. <laughs> and it's again, incredible. that's from a $19 product with a $9 order bump and, and newsflash, not in the B2B space. You're helping everyday moms with preschoolers at home. How many of us young families have like just crazy amounts of money to spare? I mean, most of us do not, you know, when you have young kids. So yeah, I mean, but you're giving them a product that is, is just so helpful and it's such a great value. So yeah, that's just amazing. Okay. So you were saying too, you've added 6,000 people to your email list. So most of those, or maybe all are all of those people, like your new customers. So I have two portions. So I've sold this morning when I looked, it was 2021, which I thought was funny, but I've sold just over 2000 alphabet kits. So those subscribers came to me as purchasers. And then the other 4,000 are, they signed up for my freebie and didn't buy my tripwire because I am running some freebie to tripwire ads and using this as a tripwire too, while until I build out something else. So I have it, I'm going to use it. And I do want to build that list because I'm going to re-offer that product throughout my funnel. Yeah. So I did something interesting on Black Friday. I ran a parallel sale. I did one sale to my subscribers that were not customers. And then I did a separate sale to my customers because the, the ones that weren't customers had the option to also buy the alphabet kit. And this was for winter activities that I was launching on Black Friday. And the customers, even though it was so much smaller, I made so much more money directed towards them because they were hot leads. Yeah. So I am just like so excited to build my list from people coming to me as customers versus signing up for this free thing and always expecting something free because I know they're going to buy from me again. Yeah. That is so exciting. So, okay. So you had, like you said, over just over 2000 customers. Do you mind sharing when you launched your winter activities offer to them kind of some stats on how that went? So I know that my list was a little bit smaller. The numbers were a little bit smaller then, but I made twice as much from the customers than I did from the non-customer subscribers. And and you had there were three times as many on the subscriber side. Okay. That's crazy. So there were, there were more clicks and more purchases from the customers, even though it was a third as big and, yeah. and by like double. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. I don't have the exact numbers of the profit from that, but it was just so interesting to see there's more people over here, but the people who already have my thing and have already purchased from me are so much more likely to buy again. Yeah. Oh, I love that because listen, here's the thing, everybody, like 
we are, I try to emphasize this a lot to people, even though, yes, there are other ways to grow business. Like you can just do a business based off of affiliate offers and coupon deals, or just build a business off of sponsored posts or ad revenue from huge traffic numbers. But like when we think about at its fundamental, what is a business? It's selling something to people who want to buy the thing. Like that is at its basics that's a business. I think we've convoluted it in all these new, like modern ways. But when you get back to the basics and you simply create a product that people want and you charge them money for it, oftentimes that could be the quickest way to make money in your business. And I think it's so helpful to start your business from a place where you say, I have a product to sell. Would you like to buy it? Because you're setting your business up for success. You're letting people know right away that, hey, I don't, I'm not just blogging for this fun little hobby. I don't just sit around spending eight hours a day creating free content for you just for fun, which maybe is hard <laughs> for some people to admit out loud, but like, let's just be honest, even though it is fun, if you have a business, then your goal is, is to make money. And, and that's not something that we need to like hide or, or be embarrassed about. We should be proud that we have amazing products to sell and go out there and say, here it is. And it's a great value, you know? And so here's my I think thought. that's the biggest lesson I learned from my first, first four years with Happy Humble Home, because all the other things sound so much easier and, you know, less investment from me. And I don't have to like put myself out there as much to promote someone else's product as an affiliate or get ad revenue, which I thought for the longest time was like the way to go. So those first four years, even though I wasn't making that much money, I don't feel like it's wasted time because now it's so cemented to me. Like this is the way to go. Yeah. I love that. I try not to make anyone feel like, oh, your way of doing business is wrong, you know, but like, because some people are so awesome at like, let me post on Instagram constantly. And they're able to get these amazing sponsorship deals and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's just that encouragement that like, Hey, if your business hasn't been earning the money that you want, maybe take a step back, get back to the basics and yeah, create an awesome product and figure out how to market and sell it. So so Heather, you mentioned that you're running a you know direct-to-sales page offer, but you also have the same type of offer as a freebie to Tripwire as well, where they opt into that freebie and then they're seeing that offer on the thank you page. Can you talk a little bit about the difference in the ads stats that you see for those two types of offers? Yeah. So my ROAS for my direct sales ads is always at least 2.3 overall. I have a higher budget campaign that's $160 a day and the return on ad spend for that is down around two, but it ends up being more money because that's one of my higher budget ones. But my freebie to tripwire ads, the return on ad spend is only 1.4. So I'm not making that much money from it, but I'm getting so many leads. And since I'm making a little bit from it, I feel like they're still worth running. Yeah. That makes sense. So the freebie to tripwire is more that long-term email list building strategy, which FYI, we're still optimizing for purchases. So it's still, even though you, you did mention, obviously you're seeing a difference between those leads versus the customers when you offer them something again. But honestly, if you would take those, these leads that you have versus like organic leads or leads that you just did like a lead optimization campaign for, you'd notice even a bigger difference between those two as well of like 
mm, these folks over here just like are not wanting to buy. But yeah, I think that's just so interesting of it's like that first step matters. Like whether you're offering them a freebie as the first step or whether you're just saying, I have this amazing product. Would you like to come buy it? You know? And so just being upfront and saying, here's my product, like come get it. That's giving you a much better return on ad spend. Yes. Yeah, it is. And those people, because they want to buy my thing, they're emailing, emailing me and asking, what else do you have? What else can I buy from you? Do you have something for math? Do you have sight words? Like what else do you have? And it's giving me all these product ideas that I can use in the future. So like the next thing I'm doing is the ultimate numbers learning kit. I'm going to launch that next week. So whenever this is out, that will be out there. And it's just the exact same thing that I did for my alphabet kit, except it's for math and it's numbers. But the people who have used the alphabet kit will be so familiar with the activities. Some are different because counting is different than letters, but it's just the same idea where there's a packet for each number, just like there's a packet for each letter. Yeah. Which by the way, here's like a really great product creation hack for people creating any PDF type of product. I created a template for my letter A packet. And then I just used that same template for every single letter. And I'm doing the same thing with my numbers product. It's it's the same template for every packet. So the information is different, but I'm not redesigning the wheel every time I create a new packet. Right. It's, it's my favorite way to create products. I wish like I thought of this years ago. It's so smart because I can pump them out. Like I'm just putting my content into the template that I created. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So when you say you created a template, what program are you using? Like where I'm you- using Canva. Okay. So just on Canva and you're mm-hmm. like, here's my Canva template. So let's do the letter A and you plug in all your content and then move on and do, yeah, that's amazing. And Canva. Okay. Canva. Everyone, listen up. Heather is using Canva to create a digital product that you have now made twenty dollars profit, profit. Keep in mind, this is profit in 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, It's just amazing. It's just amazing. And FYI, during that 10 weeks, let's see, what was 10 weeks ago? So you would have started November, December. Yep. It it was the last week of October that I started. Okay. In the first five weeks, I had $20,000 profit. And that's when I got brave and I started testing more things. And I did, I lost a little bit on tests, but it wasn't, it was just coming out of the profit I would have made. So it wasn't a big deal. But now that I have money to reinvest, I have, I feel better about testing out things that could maybe lose me money, but I'm not sure. So the first five weeks, I made $20,000. I made $10,000 in the first five weeks. Okay. And that was during the election too, which I got to say, some of us were like, oh, geez, like we saw ads take a nosedive for a little bit, just because I think people were kind of like, I'm stepping away from social media. But yeah, like you just rode right on through and did amazing. Yeah, that didn't really affect my ads at all. Yeah. And, 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 and right through, you know, the holiday season when uh, that can be another tricky time for a digital product seller, because everybody's minds are on physical products and gifts in December. But the only low day I had was black Friday. I think I made like one, one, I had $19 profit on black Friday, but I had launched my list to make up for that it that day. So it wasn't a big deal. That's the only like really low day that I had. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think too, it's, 
the strength of your product, the, the the sheer number of people that really need what you're offering makes such a big difference too. It's like when you have a really solid offer, it can weather those storms pretty well, you know? So, and it's not, it, it's nice that it's, it's not seasonal. Now, I, I mean, I probably will expect that like coming into the next school year, you'll see even more profits, like as people's minds are thinking about, okay, next school year, so let me get my preschooler ready. But it's something that can sell well all year long because there's always, especially because it's geared more towards parents, I feel it's not tied to like teachers and their school year. I think that's... I had that thought in my mind because I did launch it the last week of October and I was feeling like maybe I missed the boat. Maybe this would have sold well in September, but maybe it won't sell now, but I'll try it anyway. And it didn't affect me at all. I mean, you're right. Maybe it would have done better if I put it out there in September, but it wasn't ready then. So I just did the best I could and it's still selling great. So, you know, like anything that like could hold me back I fought perfectionism for a really long time in my business. I wanted to get everything out there and have it be perfect. And I'm not letting that hold me back anymore. So even with this alphabet kit, can I tell you, it's gigantic. And I proofread it like five times before I put it out there, but it wasn't perfect. Like it was not perfect. I was copying my template and replacing the letters. And sometimes I messed up and sometimes I left the wrong letter in there. But like the first couple of weeks that I was selling this, I got an email and then someone was like, oops, you left this letter in there and it wasn't supposed to be there. And I was like, okay, well, I'll fix it now and send it back out. I'm not letting having everything be perfect hold me back anymore because it takes so much longer to get where you're going that way. And I don't want to waste any time. So I'm just going to do the best I can. I'm going to put out what I have. And if I have to fix it later, I will. And, and in doing that, I've made $20,000 in 10 weeks. So yeah, maybe someone's unhappy that it wasn't perfect, but I'll give them a better version later. And I'm just, I'm just going to do the best I can. I love that so much. And here's the thing, no matter how hard we work and try, we're human. So we're never going to be perfect. So your approach makes so much more sense of like, listen, there is always the ability to improve upon our products later and improve upon them as we go. And to make sure that like, yeah, our past customers get those improvements that they bet, you know, they benefit from that, but yeah, it doesn't serve us or our customers to obsess and try to get everything perfect because we're not perfect. So it's, you know, it's like a, we're never going to get there. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think explaining that to our customers is huge. Like people email me and think that I'm this big company with this educational products. And I reply to them and say, I'm a one mom shop over there. I have two kids and I'm doing this just the best I can on this. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're one person and you did all this. Like their, their whole mindset changes because they have no idea on the other side of the internet. Internet is just a mom like them. Yeah. Oh, that is just amazing. So, okay. I want to clarify here. You made your digital product using Canva, which has a free version or like the pro version is what? How much does the pro cost? Like a hundred dollars a year, maybe 119. Yeah. So very affordable. And then do you use lead pages for your sales page? I use lead pages now, but I started with Elementor and it was the paid version, but that's another like hundred dollars a year thing. Okay. So hundred bucks there, hundred bucks Canva, but then you didn't have to hire any graphic designers, any, you nothing, 
nothing. Not, it's just no me. contract. So, There's no, so yeah. I had those four years of like blog graphic design experience to bring to this. I wasn't just like figuring out how to use Canva. I yeah. had, I had some, but I am not a graphic designer. My stuff is not perfect. If I compared it to someone else, I won't let it, I won't let myself compare it to anyone else's work because I might feel bad about how it looks, but it's good enough. Like compared to any worksheet that I've used in my classroom, it's fine. It doesn't look any worse than theirs. I do my best to make it cute. And right. You're doing your best. And the thing is too, I mean, the main thing you're selling is you're helping people teach their kids the alphabet. So it's like, oh, okay. So yeah. So somebody else has a slightly cuter design. That's really besides the point when, you know, thing is, is how you're helping them. So yeah, I just, I think, I think there's going to be so many moms out there who are like, whoa, I, this, okay, here's what happens when I have a really inspiring interview. People email me and message me and go, I want to be the next Heather. Like, so that's what's going to happen. I'm going to have new students and like new email subscribers who are like, I'm, I want to be Heather. I, that's my goal. Be the next Heather. So yeah, I just love it as a one mom shop. Like you said, you're just going to encourage so many other moms that, you know, they can do this too. I'm so excited for that. Yay. Okay. So Heather, this is amazing. As we wrap up, I love to ask my business moms this question. Do you have either a funny or adorable mom moment to share? So I have a seven month old baby, Gracie and a three-year-old James. And it's so funny lately how they just want to play with each other's toys. Like now that he sees his baby toys coming back out, he wants to play with those. And she is just like, pulling herself army crawl across the floor to get to his toys to play with those and of course he's like screaming no that's mine but she doesn't yell at him when he uses her toys so it's been so funny to watch them play together that is fun yeah I remember having that when you know the Levi was finally in the house and Holden having to navigate that and as a parent thinking like okay this is good for them. You know, every kid gets to that point where they realize, oh, one guy, I had to share my stuff. (laughs) There's someone else around. (laughs) Well, thank you again, Heather. This was just so much fun to talk. And I'm just, I'm so excited for you. And I'm glad that I get to, you know, keep cheering you on and staying up to date on what's happening with your business. Remind everyone one more time, where's the best place for them to find you online? So kindergartenreadyskills.com is where I will be housing all of my education stuff and happyhumblehome.com still exists with my personal finance information. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bethann.